0: Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen
2: McDowell. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. I am the Executive Minister, Senior Assistant Minister, and and the Director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois where well, the Reverend Dr. Darry B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Um, I'm in the midst of having some truth conversations with people who are experts in different subjects so we can get all the information we need to live a better life, to live a better life along all the aspects of life, not just you know going about being successful in one area, but we want to make sure that we have the skills, the tools, the techniques, and the support to live a better life in every area that we want to improve in. So today I'm bringing on a friend, a, a really good friend, uh, and a person that I uh, also work with who uh, helps people get better. Um, amongst, She wears many hats, but we're going to be talking today about her relationship <laughs> program. So today I have as a guest on Truth Transforms, Miss Christine Burkett. How you doing there, Christine?
0: I'm doing great and thank you so much for having me on your show.
2: All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Before we get started and we get into your program, because we're going to be talking about your uh, relationship program and app, the five F's to love, I want to get at least give people an opportunity to know who you are. So, who is Christine Burkett and what do you do for a living?
0: Well, uh, Christine Burkett is the CEO of Promising Integration Consulting Firm, which is a um, Black-owned female IT consulting firm located in Detroit, Michigan. Um, we work with uh, school districts as well as large to mid-sized companies with software integration, cybersecurity, uh, risk management, um, all the way into wiring and networking buildings. So, on the flip side, I would say that I'm an IT geek. <laughs> But
2: I have a lot of fun at it. It's it's okay. You know, because, you know, uh, one of my favorite shows is actually um, The Big Bang Theory. And sometimes, you (laughs) you know, I I didn't watch it when it was actually on TV. But, you know, I bumped into it now on syndication. I was like, I love this show. So... (laughs) it's okay with being a geek. It's okay. It, you know, it's about getting the job done when it's all said and done. So. It is. So, and, I, and I absolutely
0: love it. And that's one of my favorite shows as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, uh, where's this Sheldon guy been my whole life? Like this guy's fabulous. <laughs> but. Yeah. <but laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so to make a long story short, you know, again, I want to talk to you about your program, the five F's to love. And the reason why I want to talk to you about it, because you use your technology background, your research and systems background to work on a program that deals primarily with relationships. So um, can we drill down a little bit on that and, and, and talk a little bit about what that looks like, you know, from a standpoint of why did you create, first of all, How did you come up with the idea about compatibility in relationships?
0: Well, um, how I came up with it was just through casual conversations uh, with friends and just talking. And um, seemingly people would be in relationships for a period of time, and in some way they became incompatible with one another. And I took a scientific approach, and I think it was from, you know, my background and my first life being a chemist. I kept saying there's gotta be something behind this. So when you take my background in, in being a chemist and doing research and data analytics, I was looking at numbers and I started to research across the company, across the country, I'm sorry, how many divorces um, occurred and why they occurred. When you file for divorce, you have to state why. And a lot of it said incompatibility or communication or irreconcilable differences. And so when I did a drill down on that, I began to do focus groups for about a year and a half, two years, and just talking to people who were in new relationships or they've been married for 30, 40, 50 years to kind of identify what were the um, pain points in a relationship that would cause you to have a disagreement or to sway you towards separation. And so from that, um, I began to put together just common words, and then I narrowed them down to words that start with the letter F. So it wasn't anything I sought out to do, and to be honest with you, it wasn't an app. It wasn't a card game. It wasn't even a podcast. It was just the words on a napkin um, that I began to ask people to put in chronological order um, because I found that people have core values, things that are important to them, right? So when you meet Mm -hmm. somebody, they don't know what's important to you. You have to let them know. So that's how I came up with it, just kind of doing research and listening to the conversations of friends.
2: Yeah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. So, first of all, what are the five F's?
0: <laughs> well, you know what? If I tell you that, then no one's going to download the app that's available on Apple Apple Store, and okay. Google Play. All right, so,
2: but, so, but what so what how I do I they get the you, app? Know,
0: but I will say this to you: so they can go to Apple Store and Google Play and download the app. Um, but I will tell you this: they're they're all related to relationship questions. So for example, um, one of the focus groups I did, and it wasn't even a control environment, it was actually me at a bar, hanging out with a couple of my friends. And I asked a friend of mine if he would mind taking these words and in chronological order. Well, he got excited about it and asked other guys to come over, and next thing I know, they're yelling out, hey, this doctor lady can help us with our relationship, come do this thing on this napkin, right? <laughs> so everyone who placed their F's in chronological order Um, I said, well, is is your spouse here, your girlfriend, a person you're dating? Because I would need them to compare what you ranked and how you ranked them in order. So they called their wives and their girlfriends, and they came up. So the conversation led to once we looked at and I compared them, and the first thing I asked one of the couples is, I said, do you argue over finances? And they said, yeah, all the time. I said, well, finance is his number one, and finance is your number nine. They were like, oh, my gosh. I said, so it, you guys might want to talk about that and how that works in your relationship. I said, the next thing is, do you guys argue a lot about faith or church? She says, yeah, every Friday we get into arguments about him going to church with me. I said, yeah, because faith is your number one and faith is his number seven. So what it did was it really gives you a quick assessment of what's important to you and your core values in your life. So I I just gave away two F.
2: Okay. I I, I, I won't have you give off. uh, So you got two already (laughs) audience. So let's make sure that you can go and get the rest of them later. So, uh, but I want to stop and drill down a little bit before I get to some of the other questions that I do have written down, because I want to deal specifically around uh, relationships and money, because as a minister, one of the things I know is the majority, the overwhelming majority of issues that come along with divorce really revolves a lot around communication and habits concerning money. Uh, People have different communication styles. They have different spending habits. Uh, Money means different things to different people in marriage, in relationships. And it's one thing when you're dating someone. It's another thing where you're cohabitating with someone And you have the responsibility of taking care of the bills together. So when you were doing your Mm -hmm. drill down research, could you give us a little bit more insights about how people deal with living with someone who does not share your money habits or perspectives?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you communication, finance, and um, sex are the number three. They're one, two, three, um, Reasons why people get divorced. Finance seems to be the sticky point. Um, it's basically, and I always say to people, you look at it as a merger of different companies, right? And you have to look at whether or not that merger is going to be profitable. Well, that's based on assets, investments, and spending, which is revenue driven. So it's really hard sometimes to have those conversations. So what I did was, beyond the app, I created a, a card game with over 10 categories. Um, and one of the categories are finance questions. And it does help you ask it's hard to ask questions. Like, for example, uh, how would you rate your FICA score? Is it on point? Is it maturing? Is it room to grow? Or is it in the dump, right? So that's a fun way of saying, do you have a really good credit score, right? <laughs> what are we going to have to do to make this work? Um, another common thing is uh, when you with someone, they use credit cards a lot, and you don't know that. So they may have several credit cards in managing multiple balances of over five thousand dollars a month on each credit card well that's a huge debt to incur when you're marrying someone right so those are major conversations that you would want to have and i'm going to tell you um one of our first podcasts that we had on five f's the love it was a new couple they got married and she communicated very effectively I didn't want to discuss my finances with him. I was in love with him, but I didn't wanna share my financial information. So that is like a root cause of a major issue that could bud. We also have people who are in relationships who even though they're married, they still have separate accounts. They just say, how much is the telephone bill? I'll give you that money. How much is the utilities? I'll give you that money, right? But you still don't share or intermingle uh, your finances. The end result to that is if something happens to that person, you have no idea what you're about to incur, and that end result could be major. So I've seen um, situations even during divorce, they didn't know how much debt the person had incurred, how much property they owned, investments they had, and it turned into a much larger picture um, that they had even conceptualized, right? And I'm sure you run into that when you're counseling. Mm -hmm. Uh, the finance issue. (laughs) So yeah, it it becomes a major issue and it is one of the number one reasons. So we're hoping that the financial questions in this card game will help you open up that conversation um, in a much more easier way.
2: So if people, uh, first of all, let them know how they can get the app in the card game and how they can listen to your podcast. I want to get that out of the way really early so I can get back (laughs) to the questions.
0: Okay, so um, let me start with the app itself. You can download the app on Apple Store and um, Google Play. And the podcast you can find in iTunes, Google uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Google uh, Breaker, Podcastcaster, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Radio Public. And there's a few more. So if you Google us, a lot of them should come up. The card game will be in storage just in time for Christmas. So we're shipping out to Target, Walmart, Amazon, and you can also purchase from the Five F's to Love website. And you can pre-order on the website starting Friday. So,
2: okay. what's the what's the website address?
0: There. The website address is love.com.
2: You you drop for a second. Could you repeat it, please?
0: Uh-huh. The Five F's to Love.com.
2: Okay. And when it's the five Fs, it's like the five F, literally the word, the letter F, F S to love.com. Correct.
0: That is correct. Or you can always Google Christine Burkett and it should come up that way as well.
2: All right. Sounds like a plan. So I do want to go back for a moment with the, um, relationships and finances. And I want to give, hold on just for a second here. Uh, we got some, um, okay. I'm trying to see here. Um, I, I do want to go back for a moment to the conversation around how, how important money is for relationships. Uh, uh, one of my cousins, um, she's, she sells insurance. And she um, speaks about a lot about dealing with people, couples, somebody makes their transition. We're going to have to pause it for a second because I got a caller coming in. But I'm coming back to this question, Christine because uh, this is an interaction <laughs> that she and I recently had, and I was giving her a church perspective on how it lands on from the church side relationship wise yeah. and how it lands yeah. on her side as an insurance agent. But hold on for a moment. Uh, Stan, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Oh, great. Great. This is, uh, this is, um uh, Dr. Stanley, uh, Robertson. He was on my show last week. Uh, uh, Dr. Stan, you have a, a question for uh,
1: Christine? Yeah, um, you, Christine, you're doing a great job. I wanted to just ask a real quick question about um, finances in relationships. Um, you were saying that people ought to have a, a sort of combine their finances together. Now, do you feel that, number one, when people are in a relationship, uh, different relationships might require a different setup. In other words, maybe there are some relationships that should have separate uh, bank accounts and some relationships that combine them. And then the second part of that question is should you, each person, have a secret uh, account? In other words, should I have some money? Should I have some money? Should my wife have some money that is set aside? Just for her, Um, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you.
0: Well, Sam, first, thank you so much for welcoming you onto the show, and thank you for the question. So a couple things. In finance, I do believe that there should be a joint account but also separate accounts, right? So there should be a joint household account where everyone contributes to, and that could be a certain percentage of what your salary is a certain percentage of what's needed right and it's so funny because i just had this on my podcast last weekend uh just to let you know i'm a true believer in the secret accounts i was basically ostracized on my own podcast by my guest and co-host because i have a secret account and i said i will maintain that even after i get married uh, but to go back to your original question it's very important when you look at your finances that you all come up to a common agreement of how that works. In some households, they do continue to not commingle their funds, but each person's responsible for paying a bill. And I don't know if that's based on who has the higher income or who's basically the person who originally started out with that bill. And again, you're correct. It depends on how you form that relationship. So, for example, if you moved into your spouse's home, then your spouse is already paying the mortgage. The spouse may say to you, I need you to pick up utilities. It may be home insurance or something like that. So you would split, you know, split the lawn care, the utilities, uh, some of the other things that you need to do in order to maintain your household. But outside of that, you still need to look at, your investment portfolio. Are you gonna continue to buy stocks? Are you buying stocks? Your insurance policies, your 401 k, your IRAs. Those are also major conversations that you still wanna have. So I would say, look at your relationship, kind of take a closer look at whether or not you wanna incur that person's debt uh, by bringing all the funds together, whether you wanna help them pay down their debt, uh, because the end result is it can impact you from child support to being able to pay credit cards or pay car notes or whatever, it it can impact the uh, marriage in a huge way. So, Santa, I hope I answered your question, and once again, I am in support of having a secret account. I called it a Hush account, but it is good to make your partner aware of it. I mean, I do know a situation where a couple, one couple, uh, one spouse in a relationship was a gambler. And it gotten to the point where they had gone through counseling gotten them help, but he was still overextending the credit card, spending down the kid's college fund. So the wife had to go create a separate account in order to continue to sustain their way of living. So in that case, it, it was required. In some other cases, you just want to make sure that you have um, something without putting a major conversation around it. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But again, they also reminded me that you can also uh, do a prenup, which is another conversation when you're getting married. So, Stan, I hope I answered your question.
2: Yes, and um, and I'm bumping into that more and more now while I'm doing premarital counseling with couples that people want the prenup. They want it, um, especially if they've been married already because they don't want to just go through the sloppiness of, of uh, you know, separating assets and... Uh, so yeah, I, I've I've been bumping into that, but, but the conversation, and I, and and I think this money conversation and relationships, and we're going to get to some other things, particularly the faith, that because mm-hmm. this is obviously a spiritual show. Um, <laughs> yes. So we might as well deal with it and go there, uh, <laughs> really go there. Is, um, as I was saying, I was you know communicating with my cousin, and she was talking about how people, you know, from the insurance standpoint, are bumping into more. Uh, go fund to, to, uh, because they find out, okay, they pass away and they found out the husband hasn't been paying an insurance bill or any bills. They didn't know, you know, and now mm-hmm. they're stuck in a situation mm-hmm. where somebody passes away and now they don't have any money. And I tell people on my end, it's like, yeah. And then they come to the church churches and they want the churches to mm-hmm. bury their loved ones, their husbands or their parents or whoever they're, they have joint responsibilities mm-hmm. with. So I think it's really clear and clean to make sure that whatever needs to be communicated is communicated. Don't leave the people that matter to you and love you in the dark. Um, and if you need to learn how to do that, make sure that you get Christine's Five F's to Love <laughs> app so you can get past your money hiccups. <laughs> uh, we have another caller, uh, Christine. <laughs> so okay. let me take the
1: next caller.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Dono. Hey there, Dono. How you doing? <laughs> Hello, Reverend McDowell. How are you doing today? And, Christine, how are you today? Doing well.
0: Great. Thank you for asking.
1: Um, Christine, I enjoyed your response to um, the question about uh, the Hush account and the different um, accounts, and some works for, you know, differently, And but a great Response: I did uh, appreciate that. Uh, I don't have an F word, but trust is where I'm going with everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to know how do you but, how what's your advice on rebuilding trust, whether it's trust in finance or whatever the situation may be. So I'm going to hang up as uh, the other caller said, and now listen to your response. Thank you. Okay.
0: Thanks for that question, and I will say there there is an F for that. Um, and it's, it's fidelity, um, and, and fidelity falls across all areas in a relationship, and to your point, is trust in finance, it's trust in intimacy, uh, it's trust just in just a basic friendship in the relationship that you have with a person. So a couple things. Um, the card game really helps you do deep dive questions, and I mean really deep dive questions, I mean to the point where Reverend McDowell just mentioned uh, what type of uh, health insurance do you have? What type of life insurance do you have? Uh, it'll ask you questions like, what do you like intimately? You know, um, what things do, do I need to improve on intimately? Uh, it'll ask you questions too, what do you work out questions? So there's basically, to be honest with you, almost 2,000 questions in the card game across 10 different, well, 11 stories um, where you can actually have a full blown out in-depth conversation every time you pull a card. So to answer your question, to regain um, someone's trust in you is really an uphill battle, depending on what you've done to them and how it's impacted them. So think about it from this perspective. It's always best to ask them, how has this impacted you? How do you feel about what has occurred? And they'll let you know the level of severity. So, for example, I know people who have been unfaithful to their spouse. To some spouses, they were able to work through it. Why? Because their history growing up did not include infidelity. So therefore, their conceptual idea of it may not, be, has been, may not have been as impactful as a person who grew up with someone whose spouse or whose father or mother was, you know, cheating on their, their mom, their dad, right? So the impact to them is a little more severe because now they're, they're experiencing it as their inner child and not just as an adult. And so you've got to really look at how that situation has impacted that other person. But I will say this, there are relationship questions in the deck that will help you talk through various issues and how your family can impact your relationship. It does ask you who in your family had the greatest impact on you regarding marriage, love, relationships. So you get a chance to find out who are these key people, these key roles in their life, who they compare themselves to. Um, that will help you evolve your relationship? Because those are a lot of things that we don't talk about. You just find out later that she's patterning her life after her aunt or her cousin. So that's a great question. Thank you for asking.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. We have about three minutes before the break. And um, so, you know, I I don't want to drill down hard on on another question right now. I'm going to just to add to what you were talking about, Christine, because, again, I have to deal with, Folks, when somebody breaks the integrity of of a marriage, they normally come looking for a minister or a a therapist to help them heal. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that does come up is the emotion from a person's personal past. And everybody gives meaning to everything. It's one of the things I'm sure you've heard me say many times and my listeners have heard me say many times that we give meaning to everything it doesn't have meaning until i give it meaning so but we have <laughs> meanings that we made before we ever engaged in these different relationships therefore some meanings are triggered they're not just given so when a situation happens it triggers something and it's sort of like pulling a dandelion a weed out of your 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 lawn and then all of a sudden you notice that the roots are much longer than you think so you pull on it and you uh-huh. think, oh, okay, I can handle this. But then the 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 roots just keep getting longer and longer. Next thing you know, it's connected to stories. It's connected to feelings. Uh-huh. It's connected to uh-huh. pain. And you don't even realize it's connected until you yank it. So I think it's uh-huh. very important for people to recognize as you're dealing with other people that uh, the the actions you take could be triggering things that the person that you love might not even be aware of. It's really important. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we we have about a minute left. So let me go ahead and give this quick Christ universal temple commercial. And let me give the number out again. If anybody wants to call in 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. You want to call and ask Christine Burkett, about her relationship app and card game and podcast, and I'm sure other stuff that's coming down the pike, the five F's (laughs) to love. We want to make sure that you have an opportunity to ask those questions. I also want to remind you that you can tune in to Christ Universal Temple at www.cutemple.org. You can watch our live stream on that same website on Sundays, 1030 a.m. Central Time. Or on our Facebook page, or on our YouTube page, CU Temple. You can watch our Facebook noon daily inspiration lessons on Facebook Live, or watch them later on our Christ Universal Temple Facebook page. Uh, Obviously, this podcast, and I'll have some more commercial stuff to come up uh, with when we come back from the break. Just a few other quick reminders, but the main one right now I want to state is: this Sunday we have our anniversary concert. Our our uh, sixth. Okay, we're about to go to to the commercial. We'll be right back with True Transforms.
1: Discover the power within Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world.
2: Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm interviewing Christine Burkett about her app, card game, and podcast titled The Five F's to Love. Before we go back to the questions, I want to just continue with the commercial that I was giving before the break uh this year, on this Sunday we're having our anniversary concert so the music department will present a fabulous fabulous musical concert this Sunday 10:30 a.m. until noon central time or you can watch it later at your convenience on YouTube or Facebook or on our website and you want to make sure that you're tuning in um we have a fabulous music ministry and I think you will get a lot of it's, uh, inspiration from our music, from our singers, from our consciousness, uh, you definitely want to make sure you're tuned in. On October 31st, <laughs>
1: I'll
2: be wrapping up our anniversary, uh, and I'll be talking about the Prosperous Community. So you want to make sure that you hear the hardcore metaphysician Galen McDowell do what I do. So make sure that you are ready to hear me bring those hardcore that hardcore metaphysics, you know, because that's what I do. So I want to make sure that you are aware that I'm coming up and uh, I'll be speaking. And uh, the last thing that I did want to bring up is uh, Reverend Wells' Facebook Temple Talks, which is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time. So just add Derek Wells or at Reverend Derek Wells, and you'll find it on Facebook. So I think that covers all of the commercial stuff that I wanted to cover. <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. There was one more thing. We have a prayer day on October 30th which will be in person and online with uh, my friend, uh, uh, the Reverend Shirley Lawson. You want definitely want to see Christ Universal Temple's Prayer Day, which will be coordinated by our prayer ministry director, the Reverend Valerie McGee. All right, so Christine, let's get back to it. So I want to uh, talk a little bit more about the card game. And specifically what I want to ask you is, because you, you did an overview of it, but what are the subject mm-hmm. matters or areas covered in the card game?
0: Card game. So there's um, financial questions, there's questions related to cooking, uh, work and health. Uh, what would you do wild card questions? Um, the trust and dare questions are action questions. It requires you to do something. Um, it's like a truth or dare, but it's called trust or dare. Um, speaking the same language, that's around whether or not you're compatible in a sense of expectations and outcomes. It's like the nonverbal things. Um, relationship questions. Um, there's intimacy questions, family questions, and life experience questions. And under life experiences, where you will find a lot of questions related to religion or faith. Um, Because we are crossing over and into different relationships, Um, whereas before you would stay within your religion a lot of times, whereas now we're not. So I put a lot of the faith or religion questions in that area under life experiences. Well,
2: well, that's actually where I want to go, because as you just stated, people are, as the world got bigger, in other words, we are in communication with more people of different religious beliefs or no religious beliefs. And I believe that a person mm-hmm. who is an atheist or agnostic actually has a religious position, but I will, that's not the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> I really believe that to say there is no God is just as much of a religious position as there is a God, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you drill down to it, you can you know, it's still a theological position, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. um, I, know, I, I know a couple that ended up uh, divorcing because of of their issues around faith, spirituality, and religion. Uh, She was a Pentecostal, she is a Pentecostal Christian, and he is an Orthodox Muslim. And, uh, you know, they got married really fast. They they were working together, fell in love quickly, got married, didn't think that the religion issue would come up as a problem. But then he had expectations of what, a wife and a woman should look, like, dress, present herself, talk, etc., uh concerning, based upon his religion. She had perspectives of how a man and a wife are supposed to interact based upon her Pentecostal Christian uh, beliefs. And then when the conversation came up about potentially having children, how do you raise them? Do you want them to be Muslim or Christian or go to both? Uh And then because of her fundamentalist Christian background as a Pentecostal Christian, then there was the uh, uh, you need to be saved conversation. So how do you tackle uh, those conversations with people? Uh, Because, you know, religion is uh, is can can be like touching a hot pot or skillet on a stove. How do you deal with those issues with people? relationships
0: well that's a great question I I think the first thing is is that I people should understand even without religion you have expectations about what marriage is how you want to raise your children your lifestyle and then when you incorporate your religion it gives it a different level of need or desire um, to obtain it right so think about it from this perspective if you're young Religion is vital, It's key to your relationship, is vital. It's the faith that you have, two reasons. To your point with that couple, if she was dating a person who was a Muslim, then there's an expectation that you look a certain way, right? But did he discuss that during the time that they were dating? Did he treat her as a non-Muslim while they were dating or did he date her like a wife? If he dated her like a wife, the transition would have been And I say that because there was a time in my 20s where I did date someone of a different faith that did require me to wear a scarf and cover my face, um, but I realized at that point, after a couple of dates, I would not be able to sustain that for a lifestyle. So I had to let that person know I'm not going to be able to continue this relationship. So what I'm saying is that don't look someone don't open up the door being something that you're not. If you're totally immersed in your religion and your faith, and that and breathe and eat every day, you make decisions then be that person from day one. Don't do what you have to do to get the person that you desire and then you're expecting to or modify who they are, right? So that way you can have that conversation earlier on. That helps us avoid months of us just kind of pulling at or knowing at how we were incompatible in a very key point in our life, right? That's like vital. Now, if you get married late in life, like I'm 50, if I get married now and I married someone of a different religion, we have to have an understanding. Like at this point, obviously I have not worn a scarf all this time. I'm probably not going to transition. Does that mean that on Sundays or Saturdays or Wednesdays, whenever you go to church, I won't go with you? That might mean that. But you need to find out how how important is that to you, right? Um, I'm a very non-traditional woman in a sense of, um, I don't do like a lot of cooking. So I'm in my relationship, I'm looking for someone who cooks really well. That's something I would say up front. So I'd say that about religion, your faith. If you want someone that's of the same religion as you, because I'm non-denominational, I call them, you know, Unitarian, I'm unity, um, I'm kind of open. I will listen to what it is that you, you, you bring to the table. And if it's not something that's not going to totally stomp over or walk over my faith and my beliefs. And I'm open to it and I've done it. I've dated someone who is Jewish. So I, you know, I get it. Catholic, uh, <laughs> I've dated people from a lot of different faiths. So my thing is you, you just have to be open and, and really look at where you're at in life. So that's, that's my only answer to that. I'm quite sure you have a, a lot more that you can contribute because I'm not a, uh, a religious person in that sense. I'm not a practicing religious, a uh, religious person, but you are. So.
2: No, I think that, um, it does come up as an issue, and um, and I'm glad that you have this program to to stir up questions because I think the thing about it is, again, just dealing with it from a ministerial perspective, dealing with it from a perspective of a person that has to counsel people and and coach people through problems uh, that that come up around their faith and relationships, or just in general. What what I've discovered is a lot of people don't like accountability questions, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, when it's all said and done, accountability is probably the main word I've come up with in my interactions with couples over the 20 years I've been a minister, well, it'd be 19 years or 20 years. I've been in religions for so long, I tend to forget what mm-hmm. year because I was preaching before I was a minister and I was a licensed teacher before that. So I've been doing this work really for 25 years. Wow, twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Uh, as as I've noticed that uh, people don't like accountability in life. Many times, when you start asking people questions, mm-hmm. why people don't mm-hmm. like to deal with the why? You know, they you know they you know they want to do what they want to do without necessarily having accountability to anyone. Um, You know, it could be goals, it could be work, it can be marriage, it can be committed relationship, it could be uh, Mm -hmm. working out in your health or your diet. When accountability questions start to come into play, many people start to get emotional. And I teach people from a metaphysical standpoint that when you get emotional around a particular subject, that shows where your spiritual maturity is still uh, lacking a little bit around that subject. In other words, I started asking Mm -hmm. you about your faith and what it means to you and you get reactive and emotional. That means that you lack a certain level of maturity around that subject. And that's great because now it's come up to be healed. You can either allow the reaction to govern you, or you can say, wow, why am I being triggered around this question? Why am I being triggered around this subject? What do I need to heal in me? So I it's first of all for myself, and then mm-hmm. so I can be the best version of myself for my significant other. So I, I'm I'm a big believer in and in and dealing with with issues around faith and relationships. And I also believe that faith mm-hmm. also governs a lot around money because um You know, say, for instance, you know, you have one part, one person in the couple, one one part, one person in the relationship wants to donate or tithe or support their religious organization. Mm -hmm. Another person doesn't believe in that. Okay. Now, how do you deal with it? You know, as a minister, I tell people, tithe your own money, you know, but you shouldn't necessarily tell your spouse who is not a part of your church or doesn't believe in that practice or donating to mm-hmm. religious organizations in general to donate their money because now you're creating conflict that, mm-hmm. that will have a... You, it's hard to resolve something. I'm, I'm all for conflict if it resolves what it needs to resolve. The issue comes into play is this is a conflict that doesn't necessarily have an easy resolution if you are stuck in a space that you have to control To me, the issue was control. So that's actually where I want to go to next: dealing with relationships and control issues. How do you deal with people who just feel as though that if it's not their way, if they're not controlling the the narrative, uh, how a person Mm -hmm. shows up, how they dress? As you mentioned before, with the Mm -hmm. with the head wrap, and you had to tell the guy, you know, like, "Hey, I got to keep it moving." That's that's how I interpreted what you said. You might have probably said it nicer than oh, that. Oh no, no, no. But in no, my mind she was, was like, Nah, well, dude, you gotta keep yes, it moving. That was good. I'm too fly. I'm too fly and I said, I know you personally. I was like, That woman ain't gonna keep no <laughs> head wrap on her head. But anyway <laughs> And I'm not saying right, that's a exactly. right or wrong thing, you all listeners. I'm right. saying No, I think it was Christine. designer. It was
0: designer. <laughs> yeah, it was a designer head wrap. So you already know that <laughs> It was probably had to Gucci to wrap. So, uh... yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take everybody back, so you guys can get a really great, uh, a better understanding. So, the five F's to love brand is actually developed in three phases. The first phase is actually the app. The app is a compatibility app that will help you align your core values, the things that matter most in a relationship by ranking words that start with the letter F and placing them in chronological order of importance to you. Once you've completed ranking your top five Fs in chronological order, you share a link with your spouse or the person you're dating, and you compare your top five Fs. Now keep in mind there's 16 Fs, and you're placing them in chronological order, but your core value is around your top five. This is a quick way and a very innovative way to find out what areas you have in common and what areas you may need to work on. You can use the app as many times as you like to reassess your relationship as you're going through conversations, as you're going through counseling, or as you grow within the relationship. So for example, if you married for 30 to 40 years, when you married them when you were 20, you're now 50, you're not the same person. So that space or that gap you may be filling in your relationship, you may not know what it is, but you may wanna just take a chance and use the app to find out where you need to do your realignment, like a vehicle. Once you drive a car for so long, you need to touch up the realignment, right? Mm-hmm. And that's basically what the compatibility app is. Now, the card game is phase two. And so the Five of the Love card game is a fun and interactive game allowing, allowing players to ask the hard questions while building stronger and healthier relationships for your spouse, your partner, or your long-term relationship or just starting out now you can use this with a group of people or you can use it one-on-one or in groups of four with couples and you can play against them to find out oh he he remembers where we kissed our first kiss. another couple may not get it so it's like it's different versions of the game so when it comes out look for the um, version of the game that you would like to purchase and i'm telling you are going to have a whole bunch of fun with that because the card game is a mindful and nurturing questions ranging from finance, to intimacy, to relationship, to cooking, to health questions, to trust and dare questions across 10 relationship areas. So the goal of the card game is to strengthen your communication and deepen your connection with your spouse, a partner, or person you're dating, or the person you're looking at spending the rest of your life with. It could be a new relationship. So again, the card game is for that purpose. Now, the podcast is just a weekly open counseling session that we have, and it's every Friday. Um, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. You can find us on Facebook Live and YouTube and, of course, all of the podcasts uh, for the audio version. But on that podcast, we actually have real conversation. Like this week, we're going to have a conversation. How do you ask your, uh, your, the person in your relationship, your spouse or your partner, you want to add something different to your sex life? Sometimes that's a hard question. That's, like, really hard because you the way you started out. Um, and that may cause them maybe negative uh, responses from your spouse during that time. Like, why are you asking for this? Have you been getting this somewhere else? Why all of a sudden is this coming up, right? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. It may not be any of those things. It just means that what you wanted at 20, you now want something different at 50, right? So each of those are different phases. And to your point, we are going to introduce phase four, which will be uh, a team of Uh, relationship experts that you will be able to contact through our website, and that will be coming out in 2022. Um, And of course, uh, Reverend Galen McDowell will be one of those, because sometimes you need a religious uh, marriage counselor versus a non-religious. Sometimes you need a sex therapist. So there's different types of therapists. So we'll have that available on our website in 2022, where you can find multiple different uh, relationship consultants to help you with your marriage uh, obstacles or pain points. So there you go. I hope I explained it a little bit better. Um, and hopefully the questions that you initially started out with, you can address those. So it's hard to ask questions, just as Reverend um, uh, McDowell mentioned in the beginning. Once you use that compatibility app, it is going to come up that faith is important to you and may not be important to your spouse or the person you're dating, right? So that's mm-hmm. the way to kind of get through that initial conversation. Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> faith is your actually, number
2: 10. <laughs> I actually have somebody I... I know, secretly call into your podcast on Friday, I can remember uh, we used to work out many years ago. And, um, you know, without saying any names, you know, I've been a part of, you know, different martial arts schools. So many years ago, I can remember um, a guy I used to work out with a lot. And so it was a group of us, about 10 guys. We just, you know, finished doing a hardcore workout. And uh, we were just, you know, talking about, you know, guy talk. You know, talk that happens Mm -hmm. when there's no ladies around. And, and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean disrespectful. It just means guys normally right. won't always open up and speak their pure truth without necessarily feeling as though that they're being interpreted a certain kind of way when um, from a female perspective. So, you know, so mm-hmm. it was just funny because as you we were talking, I can still remember this conversation. And, I, and this has to be now 15 years ago or more. And he said, man, you know, this woman got me. Uh she was swinging from the chandeliers, and then when he you know basically when he when he married her, she turned into Betty Crocker, like you know she didn't want to be sexy, <laughs> didn't want to dress up, and you know did you know sex drive went way down, and you know, just yes. a real conversation, and what ended up happening yes. in the midst of that honest conversation was every married guy that was in the room mm-hmm. said the exact same thing. Like, she did this to yeah. get me, but she turned into right. that when she got me. And as you talk about coming in, you know, because people people play games to get people, mm-hmm. and then they yeah. don't want to maintain what they did to get it. And I'm not just talking about sex. Yeah. I'm talking about in general. People play games. Girl, yes. And
0: yes.
2: So I think that what your five F's to love program will do is help people get those harder conversations, but also make people aware when somebody is playing a game or presenting their representative and not their true self, mm-hmm. not how they're really going to interact once you cohabitate with an individual and Luther Vandross and Whitney Houston and and Teddy Pendergrass music <laughs> stops playing in the background.
0: I'm going to tell you I, these questions. And again, it's the card game comes out December, 2021 just in time for Christmas. Um, and I'm really excited. And I hope everyone purchases it and, and has a great time with it, but in the intimacy questions, it does ask how many times a week do you wanna have sex with your partner? Um, it asks you name one thing that you like to try during foreplay. So, so when, when I say to you, it goes into a deep dive, it took me two and a half years to come up with these questions. Um, it also, it, it, this is a hard question. This is a hard, women have a hard time telling their, 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 their partner uh, I haven't had an orgasm, and they're thinking, we've been together three years, so this entire time you've been faking it? Yes, but listen, we can't continue to do that. So this is what we need to do. We need to figure out what makes me happy sexually, like how do we get to that, right? And so a lot of times, it's hard to have that conversation with your partner, because at this point, you're like the only thing you're focused on is, you've been faking it for three years? <laughs> You just you're, your feelings are crushed. You're not really focused on, but she stayed with you. She's good, but now she wants to experience the same height and speed sexually that you do, um, because she just wants to see what it feels like. She wants to get into her. And a lot of times, let me explain this to men. A lot of times, women don't know what gives them an orgasm. They have no idea. So sometimes you just got to figure it out together. And a lot of times, women just enjoy being with you. It's it's not about the orgasm. They just, but they know you need to hear them do the ah thing. So it makes them, you know, men feel better about it. But I'm just being honest. But that's real talk with women. <laughs> we talk about well, that.
2: Well, right. Well, I think the <laughs> thing about it is religion. I think sometimes has created religion uh, and old aristocratic beliefs around conversations are about uh, sexuality. Religion, in my opinion, especially. Yeah. Um, certain religions, they talk so, uh, you know, you know, it's either none or this. So you end up as a, a, you know, like, you know, you know, all the conversation around sexual choice, orientation, and all these other things, because religion is so Mm -hmm. constricted many times around those conversations. What ends up happening is people have to learn, you know, like almost every guy I know, you learn from talking to your homeboys, or older male relatives right. in your family. And that's not always the best way to get sex education. So yet again, I want to make sure that we yes. drill down on this because um, we have about three minutes left. So I want to make sure because if a person tuned in late and they didn't hear where they can go to get mm-hmm. this information, could you, again, let people know where they can get the app, uh, where the, mm-hmm. um, how they can get the card when it comes out, your website and podcast information.
0: Sure, you can um, download the 5 F to Love uh, app at Apple Store or Google Play. Um, you can join us every Friday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, where you can see the audio and video. It's audio only. You can join us any podcast platform. And uh, the card game will be in stores December 2021, just in time for Christmas. But I also play it virtually, so you get a chance to play a virtual version of it Um, when you're on the podcast with us. And once a week, I normally put out a virtual card game question for everyone to respond to on Facebook and on YouTube. So, and again, if you can't find the 5F to Love, you can also Google Christine Burkett and you will populate the 5F to Love brand.
2: Okay, so we have about a minute and a half or um, two minutes left. If you want to leave people with some information about how to make relationships work, what would you tell them?
0: I would think the first thing you need to do is be honest about who you are. And I think the best way to do that is to use the compatibility app. It's very important that you identify who you are before you start introducing yourself to anyone else. And a lot of times we don't know that because we haven't ranked the things that are important to us. I often ask people, what are your core values? And they can rarely respond. They take time. Can I call you back on that? So I'll say this to you first, stop being the person people expect you to be and just be you and you'll have a better chance of finding your one true love, your soulmate, the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. And I hope the five F to love brand can help you do that.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. So um, again, uh, with this one minute we have left, I just want to thank you for coming on the call. Uh, I know that the listeners will get a lot of information and support from your program. So Every almost everybody that listens to this show has a smartphone. I know still a, I I still know a few flip phone folks, but we won't talk about them. And <laughs> so uh, so go on your Apple Play, Google Play or Apple Store, or or the other yeah. places she mentioned, and down, Make sure you download the app. Make sure that you are prepared to go on the website. Pre-order the card game. I'm gonna pre-order the card game uh, because anything okay. that can help you get better. You should want, you know, um, you know, as I can still remember some of the first words I ever heard Johnny Coleman say as we leave. She always used to tell people, we teach people how to live better lives. This program can help you live a better life. So make sure you tune in. We'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. God bless you.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind, Body, Spirit FM podcast network or wherever you find your podcasts.